All right, buddy. We are live. Welcome in. Latest episode of That SEC Podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Mike Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tessie Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, what a mm. great weekend of mm. SEC mm. football. I mean, they just keep topping each other. You know what? We, yeah. We're still waiting for that giant upset. We almost got it down there. Eh, not almost, but yeah. can't even say that without Georgia fans getting mad. But that was a hell of a game. Uh, Alabama crushing yeah. as usual. But those morning games, <laughs> Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, A&M, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. Gosh, Shane. And the only thing better, I think, is next week. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, how you doing, brother? Yeah, dude, I'm doing great, man. Obviously, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of upset folks out there. I get it, you know. Uh, but there's a lot of happy folks, too. And, and we knew that coming into this weekend, brother, that there was going to be some, you know, some upset potentially pissed off fan bases and and buddy i've been hearing from them all day long and there's others on cloud nine you know got a clear path to the sec championship nothing could go wrong so we'll see how it plays out the rest of the rest of the season but i'm telling you i'm with you and, and I, I told you this last week mike that those big games the ones that we're going to start the show with may not be the best games we watch and that's what i loved about it it was from noon to midnight it was just good football, round and round. It was fantastic. And to top it off, Mike, we got a number two bourbon bet. Here yeah. we go. Look here. This is from the boys from YouTube, Beyond Bourbon. Send us some RD1 Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished with a French oak. <laughs> See, the guy with this without the glasses, he doesn't do French oak. This guy. <laughs> so I thought maybe we could open that up and have a couple of shots of it, Mike. Yeah, we got another one, and I said, well, we opened the last one. We might as well open this one, too. So we're going to do it up. We're going to do it right. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of comments, Shane. Yeah, yeah. You, you bet on Jimbo. We'll get to that game in a minute, but. How uh, how disappointed in yourself are you that you that you bet on damn Jimbo? Where are we at here? This camera? Yes, sir. Yeah, here's here's the deal, Professor Shane, and we're gonna get to that game too. But cheers I, it up, brother. Yes, absolutely. Let's get a wide. Let's get a wide shot of this. Thank you for being a man of your word here. Cheer, cheer. Yeah, there it is. I clean your sinuses out. Damn it, that is good. I like that. <laughs> I love it. What a Kentucky hug. Is that what they call it? Yeah, that Kentucky, Kentucky hug. hug. Um, no, I, I'll say this, brother. I'm a little disappointed, obviously. You know, um, my professor Shane did not strike this weekend. So I don't know. I'm in turmoil. <laughs> I, I, I may be, I may be, it may just been a, a fugazi, you know, I just, this whole time I thought, I, I turned the chapter. We're gonna we're gonna win out here, and I wanted to do more good than harm, and and I feel like I took a big step uh, back last week. And it wasn't it wasn't just the Mizzou, but there was uh, the A and M. You know, I, I bought back into the Jimbo. Yeah, said you know what, he's right. This is the best. This is the best five and three team <laughs> in the whole damn country, and there's no reason that that the streak should continue on the road. But of course, naturally. 
they disappointed yet again. So, and we're going to get to all the games, but yeah. those were some of the ones that really stood out to me is uh, the disappointment because I did feel like the Aggies could pull off an upset here. I'm I'm excited about Arkansas. Uh, I was one of the few that said they were going to go down there to the swamp and do something that they've never done, and that's get a victory. I just I I, I love that Tennessee Vols. Yep. But it, it came down the wire at the end of the game, at the end of the night, and uh, Mizzou dropping that one. I know there's a lot of heartache fans, list a lot of fans of the show, um, but they were right there, man. They were right there with them. How about uh, this, Shane? Let's get into the games. But before we do, real quick, Hog Fan Thor. Yeah. It's a cool name. Who is a worse offensive coordinator? Dan Enos or Jimbo Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, I did want to ask you this because you, you do those recaps. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I want to ask, but it was too wordy, so I figured I'd wait till we got to the show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three teams, Mike, and I want to I want you to rank the worst offensive line from from best to worst, okay, or worst to best, however you want to do this. Mm-hmm. But South Carolina, Arkansas, and Texas A and M, those three line of scrimmages have plagued these teams all year long. Uh, Arkansas, I mean, We're starting they, on a down, huh? What? <laughs> I just well, I'm drinking bourbon. That's where you go, you know. <laughs> I'll be telling you about my exes here in a minute, Mike. <laughs> I mean, you got to go South Carolina, dead yeah, last, dead last. I mean, they're just. They're bad. Yeah. And they're banged up. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll make an excuse for them. They're missing key, yeah. key players. So I think that's easy. But uh, A&M ain't much better, brother. Yeah. And they got, they're got they loaded with talent. And they got an offensive line coach that won national championships as an offensive line coach. He's been a head coach. There's no excuse for it to be this yeah. god-awful. So A&M, close second. And then Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, pretty bad. And, and hell, even against Florida, they had many penalties. Yeah. Gave up like five sacks. I think they were just, and again, this may be an excuse, but Mm -hmm. they were brought in for one system, and now they're doing something radically different. And I I don't think they fit it at all. And I think going back to a little bit more of what they're used to, obviously paid huge dividends against the Gators. So I I still got faith in in them hogs. You know what? Yeah, all right. I was just curious. Thank you. (laughs) I've I've been thinking about that one for a while. Because I'm the exact same. I have the exact same rankings in my in, yeah in my mind. Well, another one, Shane, that I know you and Mizzou Nations mm-hmm. also been thinking a lot about Georgia. Them dogs, Shane. They they did it again, thirty to twenty one, over a red hot Missouri team in Athens. What a game, Shane. What a game. And you know, sometimes I forget to do this, but I remember today. I'm giving out awards on oh, this one. Okay. SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Any idea? Yeah, my big boy. Nazir Stackhouse. <laughs> Come on, baby. No how often you get a nose tackle, nose guard, interception, 40 yard return. Yeah. He's probably never run 40 yards in his life in a meaningful game. So credit to him. That was you know, one play doesn't define a game, but yeah. that was the one that broke Missouri. Yeah. So I, I'm giving it to him. Uh but Main takeaway from this game, Shane, and I probably had at least 50 people saying, Mizzou, why why are you guys talking Mizzou? Mizzou sucks. They're about to lose all these games. They ain't played nobody. Right. I got they ain't got they ain't played nobody about 30 times. <laughs> I mean, my God, Shane, I not that they're world beaters, but they held their own against one of the best teams in the country. And one of the dumbest damn things with these polls is like Missouri was 12. Yeah. They go to number two, number one in a lot of people's minds, and they hold their own, and it's a one-score game. 
let's drop Missouri in the <laughs> like what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. You think I bet you take number seven. I don't even know who that is right now. You take number seven, you put them in Athens. Yeah. It's probably not a one score game. Right. I, I think Mizzou is a legitimate top ten team. I think they move up in the polls mm-hmm. after this show, and they were that good. Um, but you well, know it's, the better team won. Yeah. And, and the team with more depth, and they were playing at home. And for a lot of that game, Shane, it was basically back shoulder <laughs> incredible plays was about yeah. all they had. And yeah. they made they made a couple of them. So, yeah. uh, you know, credit Missouri for that. But Georgia's just too good. Carson Beck, red hot again, 254 passing yards, two touchdowns. Ladd McConkey, seven catches, 95 yards. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say – I I was surprised, Shane. Missouri D-line and their defensive front got after Carson yeah. Beck. And, and, you know, we even had Rusty on the show saying, not enough people talking about this Georgia offensive line. I thought Missouri's front had a better day. Than Georgia's offensive line. So again, I'm nitpicking here. Yeah, uh, that, I'm not saying that's going to cost Georgia down the line or anything, but just surprised that Missouri played that well, even in a loss. What, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm glad you worded it that way because a lot of people are are they're doubting Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Like after this game, the the big takeaway I see on social media is is Georgia's humanized. And, and like that old Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you know, was it Predator? If it bleeds, it can die. You know, <laughs> so there's 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 half the fan bases are thinking that, but me, I'm thinking that Georgia just won a huge game because yeah. Mizzou, you know, they didn't they didn't play trickery. You know, it wasn't like some of these games that you see kind of hang in there. It's you know, they just kind of go against the grain and, and, and try different things to throw a, a Georgia Bulldogs or a team like the Bulldogs off. You know, they came in there and said, hey, we're going to hand this ball off to Schrader. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get our receivers uh, opportunities and, and we're going to get after the quarterback. And that's what they did. And like you said, I've never – I thought coming into this that Georgia Bulldogs had the best offensive line, and I'm still convinced – that they do in the SEC, but by God, Mizzou's defense brought the A game, and I think they put out a blueprint now on how you can kind of chip away at the Bulldogs, and 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 I think it's important too because Kirby also now has tape and something he can work on. Uh, a lot of times, you you know, if you look at some of the games that that Georgia's had this season, um, especially the close ones, it's a lot of self inflicted wounds. Yeah, this one was weaknesses and we've not seen that in a while and i think again this is something if georgia is going to make that run for a third national championship they've got some they gotta they gotta go back to the the film room and and fix some problems that they had on that roster because there's some other teams looking for an opportunity to knock off number one and how about this shane i'm throwing up the schedule now georgia of course they're undefeated um you know a lot of teams not even giving them a contest but it is interesting, and and this is obviously something we talked about at length. But you, so you beat Missouri thirty to twenty one at home. Mm-hmm. Now you get, and we'll, we'll, again, we'll get to Ole Miss A and M. But you get a red hot Ole Miss coming in, mm-hmm. and then at Tennessee. I mean, this schedule. What? Well, let me. I guess this is the way I'm trying to frame it, Shane. Missouri, Ole Miss at home, but then on the road at Tennessee, who's playing their best football too? Yep. Um, is it? Do you think that each one of these games is going to get progressively more difficult for the dogs? Or do you think Missouri just gave them their toughest uh, regular a, season? That's a great, great game? question, Mike. And 
And so I'm trying to figure out what is working and not working for Georgia. And there's, you know, they're, they're always going to be a balanced program, but you know, some of the things that they fail week on is some of the strength that Ole Miss has had lately and some of the strength that Tennessee's had lately. So I don't know if you could say progressively worse. I just think that the more film that's out there, the tougher it's going to get naturally, not to mention injuries. I mean, we've, we had a, a serious injury there and, and, you know, little things like that's going to pop up and become a problem. But to, to say it's a, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but their star all American linebacker, uh, Dumas Johnson, he's out for the that's year what I'm now. Saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brock Bauer's still out. I know Rusty's optimistic. He can come it's, back for Tennessee week, yeah. but that's pushing it. But when he got that surgery, that was that timeline, four to six weeks. Tennessee, I, yeah. I think, is right in the middle of that. So maybe he is, but uh, another good point by Rusty, if if Georgia wins at Ole Miss or, or at home against Ole Miss, they'd lock up the East. Yeah. So not saying they don't want to win Tennessee because you're, you're still trying to win a national championship, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, do you rush him? I, I would think you save him for the SEC championship. I, but that's that's not a call for me to make, but that's that's going to be big in that one. Well, how many times have you seen someone try to rush back from an injury like this and then take a huge step back and potentially end the season? Right. You know, so I think you should sit him against Tennessee. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Georgia. I just I'm, I'm thinking about what's best for Brock here, okay? Yeah, but uh yeah, no, yeah. I, I again, I I don't I don't want to shit on either team because I don't think Georgia lost that game or 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 let Mizzou hang in there and I don't think Mizzou got a, a Georgia that was overlooking them. They This was just two great teams going at it back and forth, and uh, the better team prevailed. Now, maybe right. maybe a couple calls went Mizzou's way. Ooh. Maybe we'd have a different story. But have you heard so much ref talk in your <laughs> life, Mike, here in the last couple of weeks? I, th- I thought it was just Tennessee fans, but, man, it's everywhere. No, it's all of them shaded. And why do I always reference the red zone? That's where the game's decided these yeah. days. Georgia 5-for-5 five five in the red zone for 27 mm-hmm. points. On those five trips, Mizzou, three for three, but only 14. They yeah. had to settle for two field goals. And that that's what decides games like this yeah. nowadays because the game's wide open. People that talk about yards and all this, it's, that's garbage. It's it's what you do in a scoring opportunity. And that's Georgia's elite. And it, remember, I pulled out that stat. They were, they've not been elite in the red zone in, yeah. in defending touchdowns. Right. They were here. And that's the difference uh, at playing at home against Missouri. That's why they won the football game. So, again, it was a hell of a game. I don't think it takes away anything from Missouri no. and, and what they've got. And I'm going to pull up their schedule here real quick, Shane. Uh, again, they're now they're they've sitting here with two losses: mm-hmm. Tennessee at home, Florida at home, and at Arkansas. Again, we're, we're going to be talking about that Tennessee game all week, but these are essentially all either toss ups or you're going to be as a Missouri, you're going to be favored in them. Yeah. So. I think you go into all these games thinking you can win all and, and go ten and two. Yeah, this is a this is a big week in, in that locker room, Mike, uh, because there's going to be a natural letdown when you've been ruled out of you know your ultimate goal was making an SEC championship. It was there, you had a shot, and and you fell short of that. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful. Everybody knows that this seems you don't want to see it spiral, and you can't because Tennessee which we're going to get to here in a minute, is playing red hot, and they don't think they can lose to Mizzou. So there's, there's, you don't that you don't want to take your foot off the gas, if you will, because they still got a lot to play for. 
they could be in a New Year's Bowl, I would imagine, you know, if they just keep playing their cards right. Yeah. All right. How about uh, I hate to move on, but we oh wait, wait, we get we do got one call. It's yep. great. Again, call call in line. Fantastic. They're getting better and better each yeah, week. Yeah, they aren't really they, are. But uh, we had a Georgia fan. Believe it or not, he wanted to wanted to brag a little bit here. I, I love this one. This is a good one. How about them dogs? Professor Shane, I'm so glad you locked the dogs instead of Cousin Shane locking the dogs. M-I-Z, you later. Go dogs. Oh, well, you, you didn't quite get the spread right, but yeah, what he's obviously alluding to is Cousin Shane would just curse your team to, to, to yeah, lose outright. Absolutely. The, the spread be damned, you know? It's like, <laughs> I, so there is a difference. Professor Shane just, you know, he, he, he lost. He didn't make any money, but he didn't, you know, derail Georgia's streak of, what is it, 26 now? Something ridiculous. So I guess someone's watching an NFL game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't follow NFL that, ever since I started doing this, but. He says, Cousin Shane, can you lock up them bills real quick? <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess that's just playing. I don't know. But all right, how about, uh, uh-oh, lost the light, Shane. Damn, I knew it. it a... All right, well. That's way. it, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, the other game, Shane, everybody was dying to watch. Alabama mm-hmm. beats them LSU Tigers 42-28 in a game that did not feature a ton of defense. Mm-hmm. Alabama had some defense, and that, that won them the football game, and. Some of it may have been illegal, but it's not illegal if they don't call it. You know what I mean? But, hey, another award here, Shane. Mm-hmm. All jokes aside, Jalen Milrow, SEC Offensive Player of the Week, outstanding four rushing touchdowns, Shane. Mm. Most rushing touchdowns. Uh, I The, the entire I, – I believe that's the stat. I, I tried – I screwed it up last night as well, Shane. But I, I believe the entire Saban era yeah. against Alabama – or, excuse me, against LSU – They've not had the quarterbacks. All of them have not combined for, yeah. I, I think, four rushing touchdowns yeah. the entire time. Jalen Milrow got that himself Saturday. I mean, my God, he's he was like Johnny Manziel, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. That's what it reminded me of, just schoolyard, just get the hell out of his way because he's coming. And LSU had no answer. Mm. And, you know, I texted you during this game, and I said, by God, LSU's about to get blown out. Yeah. Now, LSU did make a little run there, and I was like, "Thank God I didn't tweet that." But they got blown out a- right. anyway. You know what I mean? So uh, this this was just two teams on, on completely different. Here's here's the the main. This is what this game boiled down to, Shane. And this was a simplistic way to look at it all week. But you got LSU. I think had the best unit of of anybody in the in the game. Their offense, yeah, right? They also by a wide margin had the worst, yes. and it was their defense. And you just can't compete at a championship level at this incredible level at night in Tuscaloosa with a defense that is this God awful. And they, they, I don't know. They got two stops in the game, I believe. And, and they needed about 20 to slow down Jalen Miller. I mean, they, they had no hope. Uh, I mean, Bama just dominated them. They really did. And well, it's, it was really, you know, that old saying that's quarterback versus quarterback. This was it, man. Yeah. I mean, they both of them not only led in passing, but they led in rushing. It was it was quarterback one versus quarterback one, and and you know one thing, you know I'm going to get to LSU and and, and the the bad side for a second, but I want to lead with Jalen 
the, the just the monumental step forwards this kid has taken from week one. I mean, he looks so damn lost during that Texas game. Mm-hmm. He looks like a seasoned veteran now, and you know he's pulling it when he needs to pull it. He's throwing it when he he's now he's he did make a couple of you know Jalen throws. I like to call him, but again, he quickly erases the mistakes he made with those damn legs. I mean, he was just uh, unbelievable. This was a um, this was a great game if you're Gary Daniels. This is a Danielson. If it's a great game if you're uh, you know own stock and target, you know. But it was a bad game if you like defense because neither one of them really showed any. I didn't see a lot of adjustments, and like you said, LSU may may have the worst defense in the SEC, and yeah. and that's that's. I mean, you're in there with Vanderbilt. And I, it, it is that bad right now, brother. And they, they just needed something, a little spark, you know, a little t- a turnover, like you said. And it just felt like there was no such thing. It was whoever held the ball last. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jaden got hit um, with the targeting or not targeting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, rumors are he broke his jaw. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, he was in concussion protocol, but, right. um, you know, once you removed him from this, it, there was no, I mean, I should have jumped on my bookie at that moment and finished the court because it, I, there was no way that, that LSU was going to hang with Bama. No, not, no, no. And, and you know, people are going to write Jaden Daniels off for the Heisman. That's stupid. Stupid. Now I get it. If he doesn't play anymore or, or whatever he he shouldn't win it because he's not out there yeah but if anything this showed you how valuable he is to lsu because mm-hmm. they're they're probably a four or five loss team without him yeah he's that damn good but yeah to your point that no damn stops another key to the game alabama 11 of 14 on third downs mm-hmm. it's just awful neither team shane got a stop in the red zone there were six red zones split mm-hmm. alabama four lsu two resulted in six touchdowns so this was not great defense. And even at one point, Shane, uh, right at the end of the first half, LSU had 61 seconds. And they went the length of the damn field, scored a touchdown. You know what right. I mean? Like, I, you can't sell me on, on Alabama played a great defensive game no. outside no. of uh, knocking out the quarterback. I mean, that was a genius play. Yeah. I mean, even that, if you them, did you know? get caught for targeting, it's like you just took out the bet. And I would venture to say the same thing on Jalen. If he would have got banged up that would have been the same thing you, right. you know you talked about daniels not being removed from eisman i think you should put damn J- jalen up yeah. the up the list here because yeah. the, the progress and again we're looking at an alabama team that controls their own destiny and looks like potentially a georgia alabama sec championship if all goes the same um uh, man that's i mean you know what i'm saying there's a real shot here that alabama may be back and you wanted to decay them, you know? Yeah, right. I didn't realize a dynasty was winning your division. Is that what? Is that yeah, what we're we doing? Dynasties no, now? That's what dynasty winning championships. I would imagine, you know. Oh, so what if they get hammered by Georgia in the SEC? Well, you know what I mean? Then, is it then, still a dynasty? Yeah, no, not well, at that. Of course point. not. Of course it's not. It's a good run, you right? Know? Right. They won. I guess LSU was a dynasty last year. They won the West, you know. But uh, no, I mean they are certainly improving. But I like your outfit. You look like. P.I. like Magnum, you remember that one? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, get, get to the bottom of why everybody likes Alabama, you know? <laughs> you detective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did get a we did a great call here, Shane. Yeah. Was this was it targeting? 
some people, everybody thought so except Alabama. Hey, SEC Mike, Cousin Shane, it's your boy Bayou Banana, Stephen Grady, LSU fan, go Tigers. It's just, yeah, they're running all over us like the Boston damn marathon, and there's no way we would have won the game because our defense can't stop anything. We've got Helen Keller leading the three blind mice out on the field, and they can't make a tackle. But I just want to know why that wasn't targeting. Jane Daniels' jaw is probably broken. He's probably out for the season. He was in the tent. It's the helmet underneath the chin. It's targeting. And I, just a small victory probably would have been better. I know we weren't going to win the game ever since the fourth quarter. Our defense can't stop them. I'm just – I, I called in after the all in this game, too, and I'm just mad because we have one of the best offenses LSU has ever seen, the SEC has ever seen, and we're throwing it away with this subpar freaking Louisiana Monroe defense. It's ridiculous. Hope you guys have a good one. Go Tigers. <laughs> That's oh. how I was feeling on Saturday night. Oh, you know? I feel your pain, cuz I feel your pain, man. <laughs> I, I I will agree. I agree. I believe it was targeting, and um, but again, you know, at that point, I wasn't fully confident LSU was going to get back into that one either. You right. Know? So, so here, here we have it. Then it's more likely. I mean, Alabama has to lose to. I'll pull up their schedule here, but they have to lose at. Kentucky mm-hmm. and at Auburn, two tough environments. Right, but what are the odds of either one's a loss? You know, uh, and, and Georgia just has to win another game, or Tennessee has to lose, and they yeah. obviously play each other. Right, uh, so more than likely, I mean, uh, probably a ninety-eight percent chance, Alabama, Georgia in the SEC championship. I don't, I don't want to make the rest of the mm. games irrelevant because they because. You know, we we love every damn game here, but who would you favor right now? They're, if they play in Atlanta, I mean, you can't sit here with a straight face and tell me you're favoring Alabama, are you? Well, I'm still trying to get over 98% because that gives Tennessee a chance. But, <laughs> but that's a number. It just stands out to a ball fan. Uh, I, right now, right now. Hmm. Right now, that's so good, Mike. I, I, I still gotta go Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, of course, but not by a wide margin. Not, not as wide as you, <laughs> of course, sounded over there. You know, <laughs> I, I, again, I, I, by this point in the season, we may have Brock back. You know, there's, there's some pieces that are coming in. Mims going, and I'll amend it. I'll, I'll amend my statement, Shane. I said Georgia by twenty. Yeah, Alabama's. Much better. Yeah. Jalen Milrow, you're right. He deserves to be in discussion for the Heisman. I don't know if he'll win it, mm-hmm. but he, he deserves to be yeah. on the short list I agree. of candidates, given what he's accomplished. Georgia wins that game by 17. <laughs> oh, man, I can hear Bill tapping now. <laughs> Anything else on this game? I mean, I, I no. now, you know, and now LSU sudden, I don't know. We don't, we don't know Jane Daniels, his status. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. This Florida game now, I mean, hell, I give Florida a fighting shot. Mm-hmm. But if no Jane Daniels, Texas A&M, maybe Jimbo saves his damn job again by beating LSU with no Jane Daniels. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, 
It's tough. And, and I also think whenever you lose a big game like this, you know, your hopes were on the line. You're trying right. to win the West. That's done. Yeah. You're, you're out of everything. How will this team respond? That's a big challenge for Brian Kelly this week. I really do think. And rushing Daniels back. You know, why right. would you if you've got – I mean, I, I like Garrett. I think he'll be okay. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Wins out of the sails a little bit. How does this team bounce back? How does it react? Uh, you know, if if this season that early loss with FSU is a is a sign, I think we'll be fine. But uh, but again, there's there's more question marks coming from that team every single weekend, and 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 just the the lack of progression on that defensive side is just mind blowing. Because he's yeah. right, you know, Cuz was right. This is one of the best offenses in the country right now, and it's all for naught because you've got no ability to stop anybody yep. on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, if I'd be sick if I was an LSU fan. I would be too. Talking about being sick, how about the Maggie, Shane? They lose <laughs> Tobis, 38-35. What a game, Shane. What a damn game. And there is some real bad blood in this one, Shane. It, you know, you you knew it with uh, Kiffin and Jimbo, mm -hmm. with the – all the co the conversation there, but man, there was some real chippiness. I mean, we got nut shots, nut shots uppercuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Max Johnson was you know fighting for his life out there. Uh, Jackson Dart got knocked out of this mm -hmm. game for a little. I knocked out's a strong word, but he he had to leave the field. He came right back. He's yeah. tough as hell. But uh, I mean, these, these teams were going at it. You could you watch a game. I rewatched it this morning. I enjoyed it so much. They're they're pushing. They're shoving. There is no. Love loss here between these two. And this was a hell of a game, Shane. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss jumped out to a 14-0 lead. A&M comes storming back. They had the lead late in the game. Damn near won it. Yeah. They had an opportunity late to, to win it. Missed a field goal as time expired, basically, to to lose it. But, uh, I mean, and we had the Kiffin. Man, he pulled out that Johnny Manziel. No one covering the receiver. He did the sleep signal for anybody that misses pointing over at DJ Durkin. God, this this was a hell of a game. You know what? Yeah. No, I think you're right. And this was a not only a physical game, but like you said, a very, very emotional game. You could tell with the players on mm -hmm. the field. You could tell with the fans leading up to this thing. These guys hate each other. These teams hate each other. Yeah. And we knew we were going to be in for a good showdown here. And and ultimately it did. It came down to the the wire and you know, we thought, I mean, honestly, there for a second, I thought it was whoever had the ball last in this game, and which we typically say with a lot of Ole Miss games, it feels like. But, you know, credit to, to Ole Miss to doing just enough to, to get keep, keep them away from that opportunity. Missing that field goal was, was huge. But, you know, again, this is a game that some can argue shouldn't have came down to a field goal attempt. You know, there was there for a moment. I thought I thought ADM had a really shot a, a shot to put this thing away, just like I thought Ole Miss had some shots in this game yeah. to put away. It was, nobody had the finishing move, if you will. And uh, uh, but mistakes were made, Shane <laughs> Max Johnson especially. And, and again, I don't want to pile on him because he's coming in here in, in he's relief. Been piled on all Saturday, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I walked into that one. But well, that's the that's the, the point, Shane. I mean, he's getting killed out there, mm -hmm. so he's rushing things. And, and you even you screenshotted me the the shot, his rough interception that he'd love to yeah. have back. First and goal, no need to to go where he went with it, lobbed it up, and uh, Ole Miss picked it off in the end zone. That was a backbreaker. Yeah, or it could have been. I mean, A and M still fought, and they still came back and and had a lead. So that wasn't a backbreaker. But you know, you you convert plays like that. 
that's how you win these games. Yeah. You lose them by throwing a damn interception. Right. And he almost threw one at the very end, but replay overturned it. You know what I mean? So that that would have been uh that would have cost him the game as well. But I I just can't get over Shane. This this is tempo versus talent. And once again, tempo one out with Lane Kiffin. But credit you know, here's the sad thing about Jimbo. I think he is realizing that his job's on the line and he's adapting a little bit. Yeah. He's going for it more on fourth down. He's going under center and doing quarterback sneak. But the true sad part of that is he's been a damn head coach for over a decade. Yeah. Like why or why is it now with your job on the line that you're doing these things that had you done them week one and moving forward, you're hell, I, I don't want to say undefeated, but hell, they they'd probably have like one loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's not aside from Miami, there's not one game they got their ass kicked mm-hmm. in. They they could have won all these games yeah. aside from Miami, and they should have won Miami too, by the way. But uh, I just it's it, it's got to be devastating to be an A and M fan. It's get... got to be, it's got to be, and I think I think you're right. These close games, you know, sometimes it's about the coaching, putting your guys in the right place, and 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 you know, I feel for Max because if you watch what he had like 41 pass attempts, I would venture to say 31 of them are from his 42. back foot. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he, even that interception I sent you, I sent that because it was a clean pocket. But he's so used to being chased or a guy in his face, he was throwing off his back foot, and that's why it was such a terrible pass to begin with. Uh, yeah, you know. So again, I, I'm not, I can't blame the offensive line because again, we know we've got a problem, but we're not giving our quarterback an opportunity. You know, Arkansas has a terrible offensive line given the scheme and we're going to get to them here in a minute, but they moved that pocket. They're like, Hey, how can we help our quarterback here? Well, let's move them outside, you know? And it just feels like Texas A&M just still just trying to put that square peg in a round hole because that's the Jimbo way. And, and I'm not just piling on Jimbo. There was a lot of other mistakes in this game, but you know, this is a streak that should not exist. This away Jim. Well, how many, how many games is this now? Um, it's a year and a half or something like that. He's not won a game on the road. That's embarrassing. Yeah. When you got a team that since twenty twenty one. Oh my God, Mike! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we're gonna come out here and we're gonna make more excuses for this team. I'm not doing it anymore. Nobody's doing it anymore, and nobody should do it because they got a good program here, but they they're they're clearly just gonna keep sucking until they fix something. So, um, best. Collected talent, as Lane Kiffin kept saying. Best five and three. Best, <laughs> what, five and four team now in the country <laughs> ever. And I, I'm going to say this. Where's this? I'm put me back over here, Mike. I'm going to tell you right now. The parent cam has got to go out the damn window, Mike. <laughs> I don't give a shit that Brad Johnson is in the stands. I could care less. There's a hundred kids out there that don't have their parents Got a video. If you're not going to do it for all the players, don't do it for one. We get it. His dad played football. Shay, can you tell me what sport his mom played? I don't even. I'm not even going to acknowledge. I know. I know. And they're high five. And who gives this shit? You know, it, it, it drives let's me. Show, let's show Anaya Smith's family. He's the, he's the he's a game breaker. You know, absolutely. Some of these kids, they got some of these kids got kids. You know, show them. <laughs> Show the little babies in the in the stands and say, "Look how proud their their dad's doing," you know, or something right, like that. Right. I don't care, you know, how many muscle shirts Brad Johnson breaks out. No one gives a shit. All right, sorry. There's my. But his mom, she was a hell of a volleyball a hell of player. A ball, yeah, a hell of a great. Ball. I cannot wait for the Johnsons to graduate. 
What's he going to do with no airtime, huh? Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, but, but hey, I, I should have mentioned Trey Harris. My God, Shane. 11 catches, 213 oh, yards, fan, yeah. a touchdown. He he was a transfer from Louisiana uh, Tech. Mm-hmm. Never heard of the guy until he got down here. And he was a guy that had four touchdowns in the opener. You're like, oh, well, they're playing bullshit you or whatever. But, no, he's legit. Yeah. And he was making some incredible catches. Uh, just, I mean, he was, he's like a missing piece to make this offense to another level. Just, just what a game. Jackson Dart, 387 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like I said, he got knocked out and then two, I think it was three plays mm-hmm. later, scored a touchdown. They finally got, you know, now that Jenkins is on a roll, that he's the key to the whole thing. Cause he's yeah. so damn good. Buddy, I'm telling you, people think I'm crazy. People, well, I kind of am, but people think I'm crazy. Shane, I think. I think they can take down the dogs in Athens. Now, here's where they here's where they screwed me on that prediction. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. The SEC's come out and they gave the kickoff times for uh next week. They were yeah. they were waiting. So we got Mizzou hosting Tennessee. That's gonna be the CBS game. Ugh. And that's because Gary, yep. That's because Florida lost and LSU lost. So they're kicking that to SEC network at yeah. night. And Georgia's been on CBS so many times, they only have one more left. And it was either Ole Miss at Georgia, which probably should have been the selection. It's a hell of a game. But it's going to be a night game now. Yeah. ESPN, good luck Damn. to Ole Miss going into Athens at night. They they rarely get a night game. So they're going to be even more electric in Georgia. So that that's going to kill Ole Miss. So we're going to have carry two weeks in a row. So Georgia, Tennessee, they have already announced two weeks ahead of time CBS <laughs> So they were saving that last CBS for Georgia, Tennessee's, but we can't get that, him out of here. That screws Ole Miss is who yeah. it screws because they're yeah. going to go to Athens at night. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you here. The I and it it sucks that it is that way because I'm with you. It should have been flip flop. Uh, Tennessee and uh, Mizzou is going to be a great game, but man, it would have been. You know, this may help Tennessee to be honest with you. Do you think? Yeah, I and mean, nobody wants to play at night. When you've got your fans all day long tailgating, not that they're not going to be drunk at 3.30, but, you know, again, there's just something different about night games. You always love playing night games. It just feels like the stadium's just got a little extra juice in it, you know? Yeah, right. Now we got to watch Georgia fight the shade for 30 minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the time changed. I don't know if that helps or not, but... <laughs> All right, how about this other one? I mean, the noon window was just the elite shame. Yeah. And you called it, so credit to you. I didn't. Arkansas beats Florida mm-hmm. 39-36 in overtime. I didn't have the guts to pick Arkansas. I picked Arkansas too many times, and they broke in my heart. But what a game, Shane. What a game. Came right out, first possession, scored a touch. It looked like a completely new offense. Yeah. Now, they didn't do anything for about five, six possessions after that, but they were keyed up for that first possession, Got and they scored it on a defense. Got the turnover, first, yeah. I believe it was the first play Florida had, mm-hmm. right? So you go up 14-0, that right there, you you have to win that game. Right. And, and they got it done, but credit Florida, Shane, because at halftime, I was watching the game right here with my dad, and it was tied. It was tied 17-all mm-hmm. at halftime. I said, that's a, that's a win for Florida. Yeah. When you get in a 14-hole, 14-0 hole in – one minute, two minutes of play, and you tie it at halftime. I, I had confidence that the Gators were going to close it out. Both defenses kind of fell apart there at the end. I think they were just – I think they, they just ran out of gas is what yeah. it was. Offenses going back and forth. Cam Little nailed a 
long field goal to tie it up. Florida missed one that would have won the game at the end of regulation. And then the overtime was just KJ and Rocket doing what we thought they'd do all season long, dominating. KJ was flexing on dudes. Yeah. I've seen 20 missed tackles, not by me, but people have counted them up to 20 missed tackles by the Florida Gators in his defense. Arkansas dominated on the ground, 247 rushing yards to Florida, 120, and that's that's sack adjusted. Arkansas's first win ever in Gainesville. What a game. Yeah. Saved Arkansas season potentially and may have just completely torpedoed Florida and their hopes to go to a bowl game. What were your thoughts on this fantastic game? Oh, man, like you said, completely electrified that locker room. You should have seen them after. I've, there's videos floating around. If you haven't got to see it, man, this these dudes are pumped, and that's what they needed. They needed six six-game losing streak. Go down to Gainesville. No one, except for Shane, thought you were going to win. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, you, you probably shouldn't have. You know, I, I really, I, like you said, Florida crawling back into this thing, they had opportunities to put it away, um, credit their diehard special teams down there. They, they This once given an opportunity, though, and it and it was in overtime, and it was, it was like I said, your players, get your players the ball. K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, these two boys knew that they had and 25 Rocket had, yards. Rocket hadn't played in like a – Five weeks. And, and in overtime, it didn't matter. These boys were yeah. playing like times 10. You know, there was no way you're going to keep it. And, and in fact, when they had that holding penalty, it's like, oh, shit, here we go. This is the same old Arkansas, stupid penalty at the end. And then all of a sudden, you get, he gets that quarterback run and, and took down. I mean, it took several players to bring him down, uh, just beast mode. So that's what I loved about it is, is just the heart. And you felt that right out of the gate, and you felt it at the end of the of the, of the game. You know, Arkansas needed something internally, and they got something to fight for. Now they're looking at it. It's a long shot, but they got an opportunity to hit a ball game here. And now Florida, you know, is, is caught holding the bag. You know, look at the teams you lost to. Teams that you you could have penciled in an easy one. You should be bowl eligible now, yep. and you're not. Your defense played soft as shit. I don't know what happened with them. It was it was like third, like they the third downs they gave up like two forty five yard you know passes. What happened there? You know, and, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is that defensive coordinator they they praised the shit out of them when during right. that Tennessee game, and now it's like, well, <laughs> put the camera back on, big boy. Let's see what's going on now. You know what I'm saying? Because this Florida Gator defense just all of a sudden imploded. Yeah, uh, in that secondary, it's awful, awful. And I forgot. I can't. I can't believe I forgot, Shane. I'm gonna cheers this one up to our SEC Coach of the Week, Sam Pittman. <laughs> yeah. He needed a win bad. You know, turn what? that damn jukebox up, man. That was a big one. Them boys. Them boys are so damn happy. What's uh, You got their schedule real quick, Arkansas. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to pull it up now. But And credit to Sam Pittman, making a tough call. Firing an offensive coordinator yep. midseason, making the switch. Kenny Guyon, shout out. He should be SEC assistant coach of the week. Uh, so three games remaining, all yeah. at home. You have to win them all to go to a bowl. Auburn, you know, that's a, that's a split there, but you get them at home. FIU, mm-hmm. got to win it, should win it. By a wide margin, and then the toughest one of all, Missouri. But we said this before, and this is no disrespect to Mizzou. We're we're the number one Mizzou SEC show out there, so I'm not trying to shit on it. And they own Arkansas. We have to call it like it is. This is not even a rivalry because Arkansas can't make it a rivalry because Mizzou's owned them. (laughs) But 
we I, I can't remember where we leaned on this, but Mizzou at home or at Florida? What was the tougher one? I think we said at Florida. Yeah. And it's just because it's on the road. You've had six losses in a row. Just had to fire a damn assistant. Right. I mean, so much going against you. So I'm not guaranteeing that they make a bowl, but I love their chances now. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. What, what where, where are you at with that? Yeah, I do too. It's momentum, man. It's momentum. And, and winning the way they did and the fashion they did gave these these guys, you know, it gave them confidence. And, and I think that's what they've lacked. In fact, they lacked it with Dan Enos. I, I believe that he was afraid to open up this playbook because he didn't want to give them opportunity because he was afraid that they were going to make mistakes. What do you got to lose? And and they went and did, did went and did it. You know, yeah, there were some right. drives that that were god awful. I mean, there were still some bad plays, but when when the shit got real, Arkansas found a way to win. And I posted this. I mean, they're half kidding, but I don't not really on the Arkansas Reddit. They said, can KJ and Rocket sue Dan Enos for hurting their draft stock? <laughs> and I don't know this for a fact. So I, this is this is complete speculation. Yeah. So nobody should run with this. But, you know, I thought Rocket Sanders, there was talk he was shutting it down. Mm-hmm. He was rehabbing. He's going to the NFL. Yeah. They fire Dan Enos. What, what happens? He suits his ass up. And not only does he suit up, Shane, 100 yeah. and something yards here, 103 yeah. yards. Big time player, two catches, fourteen yards. Big time performance when they needed him after mm-hmm. being unavailable for over a month. I mean, I again, I I don't know that that's Dan Enos related, but I, you you kind of kind of one plus one usually equals two. You know what yeah. I mean? So I I don't think the players were buying into Dan Enos obviously, and I I think Sam Pittman was wise enough to see that, and I think it could be the the play that or, or the decision. Hell it. Not only save the season, but it could save his job and, and save the direction of Arkansas football. Because yeah. they got a hell of a defensive coordinator hire. Yeah. And he's hired great coordinators before. And if he can do it again. That's it. You know, Arkansas, they, Sam's, Sam proves that he can win with less, but he's got to have some help. And right. bad coordinator hire is going to get him fired. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's that easy. And damn near got close this year. If they give him an opportunity to continue, he better make a, a home run hire, you know. And I'm not saying well, Kenny G can't get it done, but I don't know if he is the future there. Speaking of getting fired, I'm throwing up Florida's schedule here. <laughs> They're not going to fire Billy. No. He's got a $32 million buyout. But they have to win to yeah. make a bowl game. Here's their remaining schedule, Shane. At LSU, which may be down there starting quarterback, so maybe, that, maybe that's your opportunity. At Missouri – was coming off the Georgia loss. They got Tennessee. Who knows? Maybe they're deflated. I don't know. And then Florida State, which is undefeated. Top, I think they're four in the country. I mean, that's your schedule. You got to find a win. And if you don't, Shane, mm-hmm. you're going to be – remember we said, we said, you'll get Vanderbilt. We thought they lost well, – they lose to South Carolina. And they if they lose six straight, you got to fire them, we said. Yeah. Well, they beat South Carolina. So they <laughs> if they lose five straight – Again, I'm not saying you fire him, but that is going to be one hell of a, a off season, Shane, in yeah. Gainesville with five straight losses. And oh yeah, next season, eleven Power Five exactly. opponents. With your hopes, I guess rest on they're bringing in a five star quarterback. Hopefully, he can come in and be lights out. But if he's not, I mean, I mean, I said it on the on the emergency or, or late night show, whatever. Like we're we're building the twenty five. And that's pathetic because this is the Florida game. Patience, Mike. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody can be Josh Heupel. I get it. But Josh Heupel came into Tennessee 
And could you imagine if when he got there, he said, yeah, five years down the line, we're going to be awesome. <laughs> they would have ran his ass out already. You know, right. there's no, there's no, none of this. There's no five years. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I don't, I don't know what we do here, Shane. I'm, cause, cause I don't think, and here's the problem. Shane, I don't know if you heard this, Shane, but so obviously they wear the black, mm-hmm. right? And that was stupid. Cause it was a day game. You got, you should wear those at night. But here's the backstory, Shane. They decided in the offseason, we're going we're gonna to wear these black uniforms because Billy Napier's done it at Louisiana, and it's to honor the military, yeah. which I 100% support. But because he's so, like, set in his ways and meticulous, he, it, this has got to be done in the offseason when Tennessee can break out black jerseys in the middle of the year. Georgia's done it. Uh, LSU, hell, they've worn like four or five different jerseys. Right. But all these teams, they they switch their jerseys on a week notice. It's not that big a hell. L, Ole Miss just did it this week. Mm-hmm. But with Billy, it's a, it had to be this black uniform. We got to set the date, you know, nine months in advance, whatever it was. And oh yeah, we didn't live up to expectations. Neither did Arkansas. So we got a noon game, mm-hmm. and it may have killed them. Maybe that's why. I, I, I'm not blaming the jerseys, but. It certainly didn't help the defense. It didn't look like it. It right. looked like they were completely out of gas. And when you are so meticulous that you got to have this bullshit uniforms planned out nine months in advance, yet you can't field a competent special teams where you're getting PATs or or, or not getting snapped. You got ten players on a on a cre- <laughs> uh, crucial special teams play. Uh, and hell, Shane, late in the game. When they're when they're driving for the game winning field goal, they're running the entire special teams out there. Graham Mertz trying to spike the ball. Nobody knows what in the hell's going on. He is focusing on the wrong damn things with all this bullshit. Yeah, and I I think it's going to cost him his job because I don't think he ever wins at, at Florida. I really don't. Not not if this shit continues. Well, twenty twenty five is looking pretty good. <laughs> you know, we just got to get a little age under him. That's that's what I'm saying. No, I mean Georgia might be might have won five national championships in a row by then. Again, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but again, we're we're on two different trajectories here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Obviously, everyone's hanging their hat on this recruiting class, and and you know they got this this hope, this dream. Shane, that's that, what losers do. I know. Losers right. say, "Look at the recruits that I'm bringing in." No, no winning coach sit here and says, "Look at look at." I know we're not getting it done, but these recruits are all. Well, awesome. he's coming out talking about patience, you know, about, you know, the fans. Why aren't they patient? I, I wish we could play that damn clip. It, it it kind of pisses me off, and I'm not even a Florida Gator fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because here's I'm, – I'm right there with you. There are some – there's some dudes on this team. There's some playmakers. You're seeing Wilson step up. ETN had a couple of big plays. Um, I think Mertz, when given an opportunity, is a very, very good quarterback. You know, they had shots – to to take this game, but they don't. They take their foot off the gas. They 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 make stupid, like you said, stupid mistakes. You know, and, and like you, I reference being meticulous in picking uniforms, but not meticulous in picking a special teams coach. That that should drive everybody bonkers. They and have that's no why, special teams coach. That's what I'm saying. They got you none. Know? Well, they got black jerseys that they picked <laughs> nine months ago. Couldn't we pick a coach nine months ago? You know, I thought they had a hundred coaches down there. Ain't nobody uh, good at special teams. So I don't think so. Oh uh, man, I, I'm right there with you. And Florida Gator fans should be pissed off because they should already be bowl eligible, and they're not. And I, I want to ask you this final question on Arkansas, Florida, Mike. <laughs> did Arkansas win this game, or did Florida lose it? I think Arkansas won it. Yeah. 
You love Sam Pittman. <laughs> oh, Gas says Billy Napier should manage one of Saban's car dealerships. <laughs> 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 and someone else, uh, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Cooper Belted said that mustache made Mike a heel. But <laughs> 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 well, we do got uh, we got some call. I, I keep forgetting to get to the calls here, Shane. This guy and I edited his call because there was a lot of f bombs in this one, but it was great. Called from a wedding. He's he's a, he's as mad as I am about Billy Napier. Cousin Shane, cousin Mike, this is uh, Mike Raleigh Gator fan here. I'm currently sitting at my wedding reception having an absolute meltdown over that fucking shit show that Bill and April just coached. You're up 23 to 20, and all you need to do is kick an extra point, and you go for two. What the hell was that? Get this man the fuck out of here. He is worse than Will Muschamp, Jim McElwain, Dan Mullen. He's worse than all these jokers. This dude is a fucking clown. We just lost to Arkansas. Fucking Arkansas. What the fuck is going on here? Sorry for all the language. Love the show. Urban Meyer, the swamp is still open. If you'd like to come back, please, I'll send you some money. See you guys. (laughs) That was a good one. I mean, he was fired up. Nice job with the beeps there. (laughs) Oh, man. Not as meticulous as Billy, are you, on the beeps? No, No, no. From a wedding reception. I feel it. I feel the pain. And then we got one more. Arkansas, are they bowl bound? We'll tackle it after this. Hey, this is Jake from Arkansas, and I'm just calling in to ask a quick question. You know, with Danny Enos now gone and uh, with Kenny Guyton taking over the offense, I'm thinking that this team can make a turnaround, make a bowl game, save some recruits maybe. Who knows? But I just wanted to hear your guys' takes on this. Um, Florida's a good program. Not the greatest, but, you know, it's a good. It's still a really great win for us, first time winning Gainesville. So, yeah, what do you think? Bye. <laughs> Everybody's making fun of the beeps. <laughs> I, 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 I tried. I tried. I'm not, I'm not an editor here. but uh, So let's tackle that question. And on a scale of 1 to 10, Shane, and I'm going to throw up our Arkansas schedule one more time for the audience here. Scale of 1 being least, 10 being 100% confident, Maybe we should should we do one out of ten or one out of a hundred? <laughs> I'm kind of confusing myself. It here. don't matter. Yeah. One out of ten. Does Arkansas make a bowl game? Here's who they have to play. They have to win every one of these. Auburn at home, FIU at home, Mizzou at home. Scale of one out of ten. How confident are you that Arkansas makes a bowl? Six. I just uh, Mizzou's on the schedule. You know, if Mizzou wasn't on the schedule, which is owned you. I would I would be higher, but I I could see a scenario they beat Auburn. I could obviously see them beating FIU. Mizzou is going to be the tough one. Where's my camera? <laughs> Am I see you later? Because Arkansas is going. Give me a nine. Give me a nine. I think nine. they do it. Okay. Because here's the way I look at it, Shane. And maybe I'm dead wrong, mm-hmm. but Mizzou's got some tough ass games coming up. Yeah. Just lost to Georgia, Tennessee. Must win. I don't know how tough Florida is, but you know that that's a battle. I mean that that is always a competitive series. If they if they drop a couple of those, I don't I don't know. I think they'll be hurting going into this one. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. I like I like Sam Pittman. I like Arkansas to uh, to make a bowl game. I really do. Oh, but uh, hey, moving on. I almost forgot to do this, Shane. My bookie, head on over to mybookie.ag today for these outstanding predictions. Fade the professor. He's back on the losing streak. If you go over to mybookie.ag today, put in that promo code that SEC, that's T H A T S E C, they're willing to give you a $200 instant cash bonus today 
over at mybookie.ag today with that promo code, that SEC and Shane. They're already calling for you. Lock Georgia. Lock Mizzou. I mean, they're dying to know who to fade next week over at mybookie.ag because uh, you might might have to ditch them glasses, Shane, because I don't think they're helping. (laughs) I pulled up. Pulled a Florida Gator, and I, I went out. <laughs> I whooped South Carolina only to get our ass kicked last two weeks. So yeah, I'm I'm back in the loser column, and it sucks. But way it's going to be. <laughs> so if you have fade me all year long, absolutely, you're probably loaded. You'd be sending us some fine bourbon. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by GameTime. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. GameTime is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Shay, moving on here. Another SEC battle, Kentucky, Mississippi State, 24-3. to Them Wildcats get back on the winning track after uh, three consecutive losses. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers out, Woody Marks out, and soon-to-be Zach Arnett out. I mean, my God, what are we doing here, Shane? We, we're This is just dreadful. And every second that this continues, Shane, I mean – 145 passing yards. We used to have that in a quarter Yeah, under Mike Leach. You know what I mean? We can't run the ball. 73. I thought we were going to be defense and running the ball under Zach Arnett. We're, we're neither. Yeah. We, we can't play a lick of defense. Devin Leary's heating up. I mean, I'm just – this is sad. But Mississippi State, I know they get disrespected, Shane, mm-hmm. but they are one of the proudest football programs in the SEC. People, people always overlook them. And their fans, you know, they always pick a seventh, always pick a seventh. That's that's not true, but that's the mentality they have. Yeah. And as long as Zach Arnett's there, I'm picking them damn seventh. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they they can't do anything right, and uh, I I feel bad for them. I I don't I don't think this is this is not Mississippi State that I know. No, and the sad thing is, Mike. You know, they said what they say: forty thousand people showed up, fifty thousand, if that. Somebody was fluffing some numbers there. It was not a, it was not a true home field advantage for Mississippi State here, and and it never felt. Even though Kentucky, I, I'm not going to say they had a pretty game because they didn't. There was a lot of, 
lot of crazy. I mean, it was just not, it was not entertaining. It was not a fun yeah. game to watch. And it felt like, uh, it felt like Kentucky was not going to lose at all though. You know, I never said, Oh, well, if Mississippi state plays your cards, right. You know, it's like, nah, Martin Wright's going to screw this up. You know, Kentucky's defense is going to, they're going to make him play here. And that's what they kept doing. Uh, I think it was big for for the Wildcats defense to step up some other Mississippi State because that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Let a couple plays go, but all in all, they they pretty much contained anything that Arnett wanted to do. But I will say that I still, if you're looking for silver lining for State, I felt like there there's still some progression on the defense side of the ball, you know. But unfortunately, they can't score, you know. Right. So. And and to that, Shane. Mississippi State had 12 drives, half of them six for three and outs. Yeah. And that does not include one drive was one play, one interception. Now, they did have one 20-play drive. <laughs> 20 plays, 88 yards. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. They didn't even score a touch. They scored a field goal. I mean, this is just sad, man. This is this is Vanderbilt-esque. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I, I mean that in the harshest terms. Because this, yes, uh, you know, tough in situation inherited, and you know, talent is is clearly an issue with Mississippi State right now. But it ain't as bad as what they're showing. Mm-hmm. They should be doing better than twenty four to three to Kentucky that had lost three games in a row and is is far from an elite team. I mean, this this is this isn't acceptable if you were playing Georgia, right? To go twenty through twenty four three or Alabama, but this is. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is this is awful, and it's not fun. It's not fun. I feel I feel so bad for fans because, you know, it's one thing to to be be a bad program, but if you could at least move the ball, get some points, I'd rather my defense suck and my offense do something. You know, right. you're coming from that the, the Mike Raid or you know Mike Leach style offense to this. I mean, you're talking. That's like, you know what I'm saying. It's like going. On the interstate, you ever played? We've been on one of them roller coasters, and it goes like 100 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, it, it catches that chain. You know, and it's yep. just, it feels like this season you're on that chain, and you're it's 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 a long road. There's nothing fun coming from Mississippi State. There's nothing bright in the future, and that's why I I I, I hate to say it, but Arnett's days are numbered, and we're going to keep saying that week after week until it actually happens. But everybody can see boosters alike that. For them to get back on that path, they've got to, they got to change. They're gonna have to change something. This was this was never meant to be permanent. I don't think so, you know. And this is, it was one of those. Well, shit. Let's try to keep this class together. And obviously, it was a tough situation. Yeah. But this was not built to be forever. This was a stopgap till our next guy, and um, that's where we're gonna be. We're gonna be searching for a new coach here soon. Now, how about Kentucky though, Shane? Let's focus on them. They got Bama coming to town, mm-hmm. and in the second half. <laughs> They they had uh, six possessions. Yeah, four of them were three and outs. One of them was a turnover on downs, and then another one was a twelve play, seventy two yard field goal drive. So not much better. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, a win's a win on the road, a place you haven't won in a, over a decade that you play there every other year. Uh, can you did you see anything? Some momentum, perhaps that we can carry over. To uh, I mean, we get we, Alabama, they're ahead. We'll get to the lines in a minute. At South Carolina, at Louisville, there's there are some winnable games here. Yeah, and there's an opportunity to get some momentum. But uh, what's your thoughts on Kentucky in this one? Well, I mean, this was a 
a very this was an emotional game for both for Stoops anyway because again what was the streak like nine nine games or something like that at home the home team has won seven I think seven I mean it I mean it was up there and and yeah. again a lot of losses going down there so this this was you know you think about all that you carry that baggage with you when you go into a game like this and and I think he thought exactly as the fans thought we ain't gonna lose this damn thing so let's just keep let's just keep handing it off to Ray and. Let's, you know, if we got to punt it, we'll punt. That's all right. Our defense is going to stop this team, you know. And I felt like that was the recipe. Like, they didn't care that Mississippi State went on a 12-minute three-point drive, you know. Do it every week or every game. <laughs> or you know, We'll get a couple touchdowns to take it to the house. That's what this one felt like. So, again, I'm not I'm not shitting on Kentucky and, and the progress because I still think they woke up last week with Tennessee. They took a big step. Leary still had some great throws in this game. I feel like the chemistry is really coming together. We got new receivers emerging now. It's not just the same two. So I, I love that. And and that's why when we go into some of these tougher matchups, we're going to have a little bit more of a balanced attack. And uh, Kentucky looked, uh, you know, for all points, I thought they did good. They just yeah. just get the win. Well, speaking of doing well, Shane, <laughs> how about them Auburn Tigers? Another win. Yeah. This one on the road at Vanderbilt, 31 to 15. This was the Jarquez Hunter show, Shane. Shit. Uh, 19 carries, 183 yards, two touchdowns. He had a, I believe it was 120 yards, something like that, after three carries. Just dominant. 67 yard <laughs> long run. Uh, Peyton Thorne, one throw he'd love to get back. He threw a pick six on mm-hmm. like the three yard line. But this game was not even nearly as close as the score indicated. Vanderbilt's just awful. And, you know, Auburn went on the road and took care of business, racking up win here uh, that that they desperately needed two in a row here, Shane. Now they get at Arkansas and New Mexico State, two very winnable games before the Iron Bowl. Are we coming around to, uh, you know, it's, it's taking a little bit longer than we wanted, but. Hey, the offense is showing signs of life. Yeah. It seems like they figured things out, you know, at least who to roll with here. Defense, back-to-back games, you've not allowed 20 points. Uh, thoughts on the Auburn Tigers, Shane, getting another road win and, and a step closer. Only one win away. And, again, they got New Mexico State coming up to, to make a bowl game. And I think that was kind of the the goal of uh, year one under Hugh Freeze. I thought this was this is exactly what you want from an Auburn team. In fact – I the the most impressive thing from this game was the fandom. I mean, it was a home field advantage for Auburn. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to say that it was 80-20. Maybe that was the yep. stat or something like that. I mean, they're doing their war chants back and forth like they own the damn place. So they're ready. Auburn's hungry. They're ready to win. Uh, like you said, I, they didn't really have to do too much in this one. But, again, Auburn's defense – is 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 probably like one of the unsung storylines right now that you know you're looking at Vanderbilt's 15 points one like you said did come from, how frustrating is that you're you're pitching a shutout and all of a sudden your quarterback just gift wraps a pick six <laughs> and in fact the 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 only other score that Vandy had was off a special teams return to the, I mean they only had to go 50 yards so right um no credit to this this Auburn defense for just suffocating Vanderbilt and this isn't the only team they've done that with this is a championship defense. You know, it's just we got to get some life out of out of the offense, and we're starting to get that with the running game. Peyton Thorne is starting to come around, make some great plays. 
some bad plays, but again, all in all, we just need some sparks. We need some flash plays to get some points on the board, and that's exactly what they did this week. And to your point, Shane, the first nine drives for mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, six, three and outs. <laughs> I mean, they were suffocating yeah. them, like you said. And I know we just talked up all uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Let's backtrack for a minute. Let's say that Auburn beats Arkansas in Fayetteville. And let's say they beat New Mexico. Sure, surely they yeah. beat New Mexico State. So they'd be going on a four-game winning streak mm-hmm. into the Iron Bowl. If they could do that, play in the Iron Bowl at home, can they beat Bama? Absolutely. The Iron Bowl is... Crazy things happen. Iron Bowl, Egg Bowl, games like that, you just you got to throw all the stats out. It does yeah. not matter. Throw the rosters out. You know, we, we said that last year. Hell, they went up there and, you know, almost... I mean, they they put it to Bama, so yep. it's it's going to happen. There's been crazier things happening in Jordan Hare, so yeah, you can definitely not roll out the Iron Bowl, but don't put the cart in front of the horse. The the it's the small steps that that Auburn is taking here late in the season is why we're even considering an upset alert here. You know, so just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I, I think bright bright days are ahead for Auburn fans. Yep. Speaking of bright days, Shane, that's what it is. It was Neyland Stadium all Saturday, <laughs> Tennessee 59, UConn 3. Man, what a what a blowout this was. Second play of the game, 82-yard touchdown by mm-hmm. Jalen Wright. Your, your face just lit up as I said that. <laughs> uh, there was an 80-yard touchdown, 82-yard for, for Squirrel White. Ramel Keaton, the most wide-open play I may have ever mm-hmm. seen in my life, 60-yard touchdown. Joe Milton, Perfect pass. Ramel Keaton, perfect catch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. This is a, the Tennessee we thought we were getting. Yes, it was against UConn, so we're not crowning them. But they also scored three defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a school record for Tennessee. Completely dominated. And, uh, again, this was another one. I was watching with my dad, and I said, you know, this is, again, I, I realize this is a different era, and we don't want to think back to these other loser coaches at Tennessee, but – these loser coaches, they didn't have games like this. No. This is, you know, you take care of your business. Yep. Beat the hell out of these teams you're supposed to beat. Joe Milton's playing better and better and better each week, and I get it. Again, we're not crowning him over what he did for UConn, but he did against at Bama, at Kentucky, and now he's backed that up with UConn, and they have to go right back on the road to Missouri. Yeah. So this, as a Tennessee man, this has got to give – all of all nation confidence, not saying that he's going to dominate Missouri, but it has to give you confidence that he can excel on the road because he's done it two out of the last three weeks and, and just had a hell of a performance here against UConn. What was your uh, takeaways from this one? Yeah, I think you used the key word there, confidence. Joe's getting it. And a confident Joe is a confident Tennessee volunteer offense. And, you know, when you're able to throw down the field like he's doing now – Look how much it opens up that run, running. I say that week after week, but that's that's Tennessee formula 101. If one's not working, the other one's not going to work as well either. And uh, Joe in his confidence, because how many times you hold your breath when you see a wide open Ramel Keaton? I was like, holy shit, don't overthrow it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, don't drop it. You, you, these thoughts are going around in your head because week two, that's probably what would have happened. Right. We would have overthrown or something, made the the stupid mistakes that we're making. No, Joe's taken that – he's taken a massive step forward here the last couple of weeks, and that's what gives the Vol fans so much confidence going into these games and starting to say, hey, we can beat Mizzou. Hey, we can give Georgia a run for their money, you know, because of the way they're playing right now. But, again, don't want to 
have a parade for UConn, you know, which we all hate anyway. So I was glad <laughs> glad they lost. But but I I will say this on on the defensive side, another thing that drove ball fans nuts at the start of the season was lack of adjustments. And early in this game, they were getting they were getting diced up, and we're like, holy shit, our secondary is garbage, you yeah. know. But then all of a sudden, light switch started having pick sixes, and it was over. So again adjustments we got to see a little bit of that on the defense side and i think that was big as well so yeah all in all this was clearly not a ball game it's a fun game if you got to get out there i would imagine but uh this was a big win big confidence boost for joe milton yeah eight possessions mm-hmm. from tennessee's offense they scored on six of them yeah that's what you efficiency absolutely and then of course obviously defense scoring 21 points doesn't hurt <laughs> back to back to back you know but i do have to ask you shane uh-huh we even got a call about this. We'll we'll get to the call in just a second. But um, Nico, I mean, it, ball fans dying to see this That's Nico. right. He did get to play. He played two possessions, and then they took his ass out. They've not really been able to play him at all this year. Very confusing. And we got a caller, Steve, I think his name yeah. is, from Tennessee. Let's uh, let's play. And listen carefully, folks. You, you may recognize, recognize his voice. Uh, yeah, this is Steve in East Tennessee, and I'm calling about the Nico comment. <laughs> oh, I think we're going undefeated next year. I mean, he's elusive as a cat. He throws dimes out there. Looks like Joe Montana. Brother, I'm watching Georgia here. And I don't know if they're going to win this game, lose this game. It doesn't matter because there's a new streak of starting as soon as Nico takes that snap for the first time. Mm, I'm almost glad Coach is hiding him from us. Two drives, that's all I needed. Go balls. Well, I don't know who Steve is, Shay, but I bet I would imagine he's just a handsome devil. Sounds like a good looking fella for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what was your thoughts on that? I mean, my God, why why clearly they're hiding him. They're hiding what him. What are they, they doing? Yeah, I'm telling you what they're doing. Joe Milton is an emotional basket case. All right. I just I'm I'm calling it like I see it. I feel like we've got to get give him confidence, you know? And you know how you rattle confidence? By putting someone else out there that's doing better than you. And I'm not saying Nico's always going to do better than Joe because that's not the case. He's very young and he's going to make mistakes, you know. But again, I feel like that was the situation. And then in in Hopple's mind, it's like, hey, let's don't give him too much. Let's get him some playing time, but let's don't get this fan base too damn excited because, by God, Mike, it was two drives, but I was excited because – just the the pocket awareness and i'm not grounding the kid i'm not i'm not saying that we got a quarterback controversy here but they have any ball fan that watched that had the warm fuzzies inside because that's what we need to truly take hopple's offense to the next level like kenan hooker did yeah all right final game to uh break down here shane south carolina wins 38 28 over jacksonville state but mm-hmm. Boy, that final score is deceiving, brother. It was uh, neck and neck. I mean, it was 14-all. It was 21-all, I believe, and then at Jacksonville State, 28-21. I mean, this was back and forth, back and forth. And, again, if you didn't watch, you think, well, this 10-point win it is what it is. Well, they needed a pick six at the end to yeah. get it, and Jacksonville State had the ball in the red zone. Damn near won this football game. For sure. Shane. 
We we have got real real issues. I mean, Spencer, we'll we'll give him credit. He played a good game. He had damn near four hundred yards, three hundred ninety nine yards. The offense was doing what whatever they wanted. Xavier Leggett nine catches, two hundred seventeen yards, two touchdowns. This is what you're supposed to do against Jacksonville yeah. State. Now the defense. This is not what you. They gave up two hundred twenty five rushing yards mm-hmm. to Jacksonville State. Man, I mean, I, I hate to say it. I'm going to throw up their schedule here, Shane. South Carolina, they have to win out as well. Vanderbilt at home, Kentucky at home, Clemson at home. They play as poorly on defense as they did here. I mean, they may only, only win one game. Yeah. And they got to win them all. So we, yeah. we've got to see improvement. Maybe it's kind of like Arkansas, you know, where you snap at losing skid, you pick up some momentum. We got to hope so. But this was, uh, I mean, we're. We were a play away from basically not calling for Shane Beamer's job, but putting him on the hot seat, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, it's, it's got to be, again, it's got to be frustrating to be a, a Gamecock fan, South Carolina Gamecock fan. And uh, because you're right, anybody that watched that game, they they, they could have, they should have lost. They could have lost. They could have lost that game. And then, you know, this would be leading the pack with people, what people are talking about. Not a, not a lot of people are talking about it because they ended up winning by double digits, but they really, I mean, they almost didn't. The guy made an amazing catch on like the 12, 13 yard line. Yeah. They had first and 10 to the goal, two minutes left. There, there was no stopping them. South Carolina defense has not done anything. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to praise the defense because they had a pick six at the end. That was great. But, you know, that's, that was it. That was the game, and and it shouldn't have came down to that because, like you said, Spencer's having a. It's, it's so frustrating. I, I just it, it drives me nuts because South Carolina has got a couple of pieces on that team that they've not had at that campus in a long time, you know, a long time. Spencer Rattler, Leggett, Anderson coming up, and now yeah. you know these these are dudes that are able to. I mean, they're game changers. But it's only a handful of ingredients, and you can't make the recipe because you're missing these ingredients. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it feels like South Carolina is that for every great player that we have, we've got we got a balance over here that's terrible, and, and unfortunately it's the offensive line and the defense as a whole. How about I tell you this, Shane? One team was 10 of 19 on third downs. That's, that's solid. And one was four for 14. Which, which one do you think is which? Well – you set me up, but you would think it would be South Carolina (laughs) is the first. No, No. Jackson state. Yeah. And South Carolina, my God. I mean, this is, but it's, I mean, it's like, it's like a lost season. You won the game. So I'm not trying to jump on them, but it's, I mean, this, this felt like a loss. Well, they're dancing in the locker room, you know? Well, and I don't take issue with that because a win's a win. You got to celebrate it, I guess, but fans aren't. I mean, there's some, but yeah. but there's a lot that are out. There's less and less people wanting to go to the games anymore. And, and you know, for everything, the way the season ended last year, going into this one, you know, you, we knew they had a tough schedule. South Carolina always has a tough schedule. But yeah. it's the fashion that they're losing some of these games and even the fashion they're winning some of these games. This isn't the first shitty team that nobody ever talks about that ever gave South Carolina a run for the money. That seems to be a norm over there in Columbia is, is letting teams, inferior opponents just kind of hang in there. And I asked you the same thing about Arkansas. I'll ask you about South Carolina. Again, we've got Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Clemson, all at home. Mm -hmm. 
scale of 1 to 10, how likely is South Carolina to make a bowl game? Uh, Four. I think that's right. Because they got the offense. Yeah. The offense will keep them in all these games. And here's the thing about defense. It, their defense has never been great under Beamer, but what's missing is forcing turnovers. They're not, they've not yeah. been doing it. If yeah. they can force turnovers, that's the key. They're playing all at home. You need these fans to will you to victory. But, um, man, you're right. Like, even, that was a four, that was a game that went down on the wire. Yeah. And half the damn stadium was gone. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awful. You know They're what tired I mean? of it. They're tired of it. And rightfully so. I mean, Jacksonville State, I mean, that's not that's not a game. I don't care they're seven to two. They don't they don't have an SEC schedule. You put them in SEC, they they'd be a one win team right now. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I felt that this this matchup was. You know, they, they had a projection at the start of this game. Um, you know, because they gotta win they gotta win. They, yeah. they they can't lollygag around here. But there was an eighty percent chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's eighty five percent, and then you got Clemson right around the corner, which I, I think it was like thirty or twenty or something like that. There's they're not getting any respect in that one, and so here you got an eighty percent opponent coming down the wire and need a freaking miracle for a pick six to 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 win it. So um, I, again, I'm not I don't want to shit on South Carolina because they got enough right now. They got enough on their plate, but. Again, we're squandering some serious talent up there, and and I'm just I hate that for them. Yeah. All right, Shane. Uh, last thing, get to the, well, the opening lines. But before we do, because I was making a case uh, to someone earlier today. I mean, this schedule is elite, man. We've got Ole Miss, top ten. Yeah. At Georgia, obviously top ten, but Georgia wins the East if they win. A lot on the line. I think Ole Miss. Takes a massive step to the playoff if they win. So this everything's on the line, I mm-hmm. think. Tennessee at Missouri. Both of them right now top 12, or, or excuse me, top 17. Uh, but th- that may flip-flop. But still, number two in the East on the line at worst for the winner. It's a hell of a matchup. Florida at LSU. No, normally, that's a little lopsided, but I don't think Jane Daniels plays. Yeah. So that, that makes that game interesting. Alabama at Kentucky. Alabama locks up the West with a win. Kentucky, that's Mark Stoops' signature win if he went. There's a lot on the line there. Vanderbilt at South Carolina. Must win for Beamer. You know, otherwise, these questions are going to ramp up big time. Auburn at Arkansas. They both need it to take that step closer to a bowl. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze won with Liberty at Arkansas last year. So there's a little, I don't want to say bad blood, but... It feels like Sam Pittman's got to win this to make up for that, mm-hmm. you know. And then finally, Mississippi State A and M, not a great game, but I said the loser they should fire their coach immediately, you know. So it's to me that's like a that's like a coaching bowl right there or something. <laughs> and, and hell, Mississippi State for whatever reasons had a hell of a lot of luck against A and M. So I'm not giving that to A and M either. Is it at A and M? It is, Oof. but. Mississippi State won there the last time they played at A and M. So uh, let's let's go down the opening lines, man. What okay. do you what do you got uh, for? Let's go Mississippi State A and M. A and M. Third fourteen. Seventeen. Hey. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> God, what a terrible game! How about Florida at LSU? Florida at LSU. Now this one could be interesting. I'll give LSU. 
that's this one could change, but I'm going to give LSU eleven and a half. It opened twelve, but it's shifted to fourteen LSU. So I th- they still don't know Jane Daniels though. Right. So I think that I think that really changes it. Obviously, if 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 he plays it's twenty, right, right, but yeah. if he doesn't, yeah, okay. Florida needs it. Auburn at Arkansas. Mm, Auburn, Arkansas, Auburn, and Arkansas. Ooh, even. Arkansas by three. Okay. How about Tennessee at Ole Miss? Tennessee at Ole Miss? Or Sorry, at Missouri. Yeah. Tennessee at Missouri. Well, if it was at Ole Miss, I'd say Tennessee 28. But <laughs> since it's at Mizzou, I'd probably give Mizzou two, three. It opened Mizzou minus one, but it has already flipped, Shane. Tennessee two. Oh. Okay. So money came in, obviously, Tennessee. Uh, how about Vanderbilt? Wait at- till I put my lock in. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, Vanderbilt at South Carolina? Uh, South Carolina, seven. Fifteen. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right, and then two big games here for the division titles, perhaps. Alabama at Kentucky? Alabama, uh, 18. It opened 10. Ooh. But it has shifted to eleven and a half, but not that's not a big shift. Yeah. How about Ole Miss at Georgia? Uh, Georgia eight. Open ten, and it's moved to eleven. So, uh, just interesting that uh, yeah. lines are already moving this late in the season, but and that much too. Right, so he's putting some heavy money out there. Man, we got some. I'm telling you, every one of these games has got implications. Yeah. You know, this is going to yeah. be an all SEC. Balls to the wall weekend. Separation Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> like our eighth one. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait for these games. You know what? Hell no, I can't, man. If it's any if this week was any sign of next week, again, you can't leave the couch. Nobody get married, cuz you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> any uh closing thoughts as we get out here? No, man. Great weekend. Uh keep keep up with the YouTube channel. Um if if you're not there now. What are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? Get on there. Subscribe. Uh, A lot of people are wondering where these sweet-ass koozies are coming from. It's simple. Subscribe to YouTube. Get on there to the Spotify, Apple Pod. Do your five-star review. Take screenshots and email to thatsecpodcast at gmail.com. And this man right here will take it from there. Yep. Now, we got a couple more coming out this week. So if you're still waiting, they're they're on their way, I promise. Absolutely. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out, especially those on the live show. We really do appreciate it. Oh, one last thing. Beyond Beyond Bourbon, check them out on YouTube. They've got a, uh, they go through all the fine bourbons. Awesome show. Thank you for sending that. That's two out of five, so I appreciate all those Kentucky fans. I know uh, I got one on the way. Butch is sending his, so I should be getting it. You got a couple coming. Yeah, some of them like to wait, though. I like it. I like it. Can't drink it all in one day. (laughs) I'm going to try, though. But I appreciate you, buddy. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Release Nico. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves... That SEC podcast, Hail State.